What's up, friends? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a great day. You guys, I thought today that I would share another audio from my group coaching program, The Feel Better Journey. This audio, you guys, is all about community and how do we heal when we've been hurt by the church or how do we heal when we've been hurt by people in the church or how do we heal when we've lost important relationships, not necessarily even a marriage, although that can be a huge devastating blow as well, but friendships and just different things. So I fundamentally at my core believe we were created to walk this planet with others, but some of us, maybe we haven't found our others yet. Some of us might be struggling or feeling isolated or lonely. And maybe we've lost a little hope that it's even possible because we've been burnt so many times. But just take hope, you guys. It's not impossible. There are people out there that would resonate with you and who you are. And I know it because I know it. I know it deep in my bones. And one of the reasons why I wanted to share this audio is, number one, I know that a lot of us are struggling with loneliness. And I know a lot of us are struggling to find those deep, rich, relationships. Maybe you're super successful everywhere else in life. Business is going well. Life's going pretty well. But things just keep falling apart in certain areas of your personal life. And you're just feeling a little lonely and isolated and like you really don't have those deep relationships to turn to or to pour into or to be poured into. And that's one of the reasons why we created the Feel Better Journey. You guys, I'm telling you, one of the reasons we created this program was literally from the listeners of the podcast feedback. Yes, I've absolutely had this content or a lot of this content from all the years of doing retreats with people for the last decade or so. But a lot of it too, we morphed it and we changed it based on the feedback or the things that I had been coaching people who listened to the podcast for the last year or so. And you guys, doors are open now. If you're interested in growing your community or just being in a room of like-minded people, where you can hear their stories. You know, some of my favorite times in the groups, and I know it's a group coaching program, but there's a lot of time for us to get to know one another in this process. I mean, we spend 10 weeks together, right? And we become dear friends. I mean, I know people from previous groups, I'm still on the text chain and they're getting together and they're talking and they're planning things. And, you know, they live all over the country. And it's one of the reasons why we do these groups in such a way where unless there's like a huge reason for it, we don't let people who know one another in the same group. These groups are anonymous, right? And we're on Zoom, so everybody sees everybody's face and, and we know each other's last names. So it's nothing like that. But one of the reasons is just for people to feel safe when they're being coached on things in their life, especially the things that are harming them or hurting them or holding them back. If they're feeling stuck in some place, it's really important that they feel like they can let their guards down. And frankly, sometimes we don't feel like we can let our guards down in Bible studies or church relationships or in current friendship circles because, oh my gosh, what are these people going to think about me, right? And so doing this program with people from literally a different state, I kid you not, this last round we had, I think, six different states represented in one group. I think we had two Californians and everyone else was from different parts of the country. You guys, it's very refreshing. It's really awesome to meet these friendships. And so anyways, that's just one part of the community, the Feel Better journey. But I really hope this episode encourages you. A while back, I did an episode on if you've had friendship hurt. And one of the things that I mentioned in that episode and that I'll mention again in this episode is that sometimes our friendships are for a season. Sometimes our friendships are for a reason. And sometimes our friendships are for a lifetime. 
and how we move through the seasonal friendships or the friendships that we only had for a reason, that takes some practice and some grace because I'm telling you, we don't go into friendships and relationships thinking, oh, I'm only going to be friends with this person for three years. So why would I, why would I invest my heart and soul into an authentic relationship that I wasn't going to be in touch with later on, right? But this is why friendship wounds hurt so bad and church wounds and, and all the things. So anyways, this episode, I'm sharing a little bit about isolation and loneliness that I went through and how the Lord has truly healed my deepest friendship wounds and my deepest community wounds and my deepest church wounds in awesome, rich community. You guys, you just got to find your people. And when we find our people, we hold on and we, we don't let go, right? Unless the Lord tells us to. And then that's the whole thing. Okay. But anyways, hope you enjoy this episode. Again, it's a little taste of the Feel Better Journey. It's one of the audios with the Feel Better Journey program in our group coaching. You get a bunch of audios and a workbook and all the things. So click through the link if you're interested. And if you're feeling the tug, like you could really use some deep, rich relationship and and maybe even potentially meet a dear friend for a lifetime in one of these groups, I encourage you, check it out. Go to the show notes, sign up right now. If you're feeling the tug and you're like, enough's enough. I was not created to walk this planet alone. I want to do this deep inner healing work. I want to actually like myself. A lot of the things that we work on in the program, especially those of us that are driven and maybe a little bit of a perfectionist and maybe have a little success under our belt, we tend to struggle the most with accepting and liking ourselves because we could never hit the bar or the expectation of who we are, right? And so it's a whole thing we unpack in the program. But one of the goals of the program is to help us embrace and accept and love ourselves the way Jesus intended us to. And you guys, not as simple as just slapping a verse on it and a prayer. Trust me, that's like putting a Band-Aid on an open wound that needs stitches and ointment and all the things. Did you like that visual? That's gross. Okay, anyways, I was not created to be a nurse. True story, I pass out when I give blood. But anyways, okay, enough about that. Sign up for the Feel Better Journey if you're feeling the tug. Links in the show notes, www.dannysumner.com forward slash the Feel Better Journey. You guys enjoy this audio. I hope that it ministers deeply and richly to your heart, especially if you're struggling with friendships or relationships or church hurt or Christian pain or any of the things. I just hope that it ministers to you. All right. I love you. I'm here for you and I'm cheering you on. God bless you guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Community and relationship. So before you like, ah, I'm going to skip this one. Let's dig in. But I wanted to just acknowledge for a moment that sometimes when we talk about community or relationships, if you have community wounds or if you have relationship wounds, 
sometimes we just want to skip it and not deal with it. Sometimes it goes so to our core, the pain of those broken relationships or broken community relationships that we just don't even want to go there, don't want to deal with it. So first and foremost, I want to acknowledge if you've got community wounds or relationship wounds, I am so sorry. It is so hard. And I just I want to just acknowledge you. I want to honor where you're at in this. Please don't skip this one. I would like to dive into this whole thing, but also I really think Jesus wants to heal us of our community and our relationship wounds. You guys, it's not magic. It's not overnight. It's a process, but I just wanted to share my thoughts about that. And I'm going to share some thoughts of how to heal that and how Jesus wants to heal that. But I at first want to just acknowledge it. You guys, if you've got relationship wounds, it stinks. It's hard. It's hurtful. I believe that we were created to walk this planet with one another. Okay, I believe we were created for community. We were created for relationships. So when we are hurt in community and when we're hurt in relationship, it hurts so much worse. And so I'm just so sorry if you're carrying that. I've carried that wound around for years and Jesus is still healing me of it. And honestly, I was as I was praying and preparing for this, I realized, oh, my gosh, like I've come so far. And literally, by the grace of God, it was very intentional for me to be intentional to get healing in this area. Okay, so community wounds is one of those things that we need to be intentional for our healing. Okay, you know, Jesus can magically heal us, I'm telling you. But I do believe one of the ways to heal old wounds of community and of relationship is through new community and new relationship. Okay, so all that to say, let's dive into the content. But I just want to acknowledge not everybody has had a smooth sailing life in relationship with people. And frankly, I don't think anyone has, but some of us have been really burned. And so it hurts way worse. Okay. And actually, you guys, before we dive into the content, I just want to say a little prayer over anyone that is feeling a ton of resistance about this session or just even the word community can feel gross at times, especially if we've been hurt. So let me just say a little prayer as we journey into this session on community. So Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you want to be with us and that you are with us, God. I thank you that you want us to have community and deep, rich relationships. And Father, you know better than I know that when we've been hurt in community, it's really hard to even think about community or about re-engaging in community. So Holy Spirit, I ask you, God, I ask you to just to help us to be gentle. I ask you to help my friend to be gentle with themselves, God. I pray, Lord, that they don't push themselves past any places you don't want them to go right now, God. But Lord, I pray that that you would heal their heart, Lord, from any hurts and any friendship wounds or any abandonment issues because of friends or communities or especially church communities that have hurt us or rejected us or abandoned us. Lord, as we dive into this session, I just pray for your grace to abound. I pray for your peace and your grace and your mercy uh, to flood our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So you were created for community. I was created for community. Jesus desires for us to have this community. It's one of the ways that we encounter his love and his grace and his mercy on this planet, right? Galatians 6.2 says, carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Okay, what is the law of Christ? In John, it talks about how Jesus said, a new command I give you. That command is to love one another as I have loved you, right? He didn't come to like, give us all these rules and regulations. He came to heal us. He came to unite us as a people. He came to help us walk united. He came to 
help us walk in his truth and his grace and his love together, right? Carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I know some of us, we're caretakers. It's really easy for us. When someone's life falls apart, we swoop right in and we're there and we can carry their burdens. But when we're struggling, it's really hard to allow people to carry our burdens. It's really hard to receive, okay? Especially if you've got relationship wounds. And you might be like, why can't I receive? Why can't I be vulnerable? Just pause, be curious, but also acknowledge, huh, yeah, you know what? I was burned in third grade by Sally Joe when I wasn't invited to her birthday. You know, I don't know. If your wound is that simple, amazing. But some of our wounds are much deeper and much more forged relationships that were like the rug was swept out from underneath us. And we're like, what happened to that friendship? Okay. All that to say, let's keep diving into how do we heal these places in ourselves and how do we allow the Lord to heal these places in us and how do we partner with God and community to be healed in these areas. And you guys, I'm really pumped. Like community is one of the areas where God has shown himself off big time in my life. Okay. So let me back up. Let me just share a little bit about my story. And then I want to dive into more of the content. But I was in a place in my life where I literally had zero community. And I mean, like, yeah, I had my husband and, and that sort of thing. But other than that, I really, I'd shut myself off from the world. I'd shut myself off friendships. I had shut myself off in every area. And so I was really struggling. There was a time in my life when I had zero community. Okay. And so I had been burned by friends. I had been struggling in my own life with struggles and I didn't think anyone would understand and, and all of that. And so, but Jesus has now shown me how God was going to use community to heal me of old community wounds. I don't know how he does it, but it's very magical and it's very beautiful and it takes a little bit of time. Okay. This is not like, oh my gosh, fixed in an hour, but I'm telling you, it's one of the most beautiful, soul-soothing things that can happen in a person's life when they, especially when they've had deep community wounds. Okay. Bob Goff says, next to grace, I bet God thinks having us need each other was one of his best ideas. And you guys, sometimes when community changes, there's like some loss. There's some grief that goes around losing friendships or losing community or losing those relationships that we thought were so important to us. There's three points I want to bring up and just help ask you questions about and make you curious to just ask the Lord and to begin to usher in some healing in these places. But sometimes when community changes, sometimes if you're going through a hard time and someone abandons you or leaves you, we tend to think, oh my gosh, it's me. It's my issue. Sometimes it's they couldn't handle it. Like they literally, it stirred up too much of their stuff. It stirred up too much of what was inside of them. So they ran or they didn't know how to deal with it. So they ran, you know, those kinds of things. So when a relationship changes and we don't know why it ended, sometimes, you know, we want to blame ourselves, which we might own some of it. But the reality is it really could have been about them and about what they could handle and what they were going through. Okay, so that's my point. Number one, it may not be about you. It may have been about them. My point number two is sometimes God needs them to leave your life for a reason. Who knows? Maybe they didn't have the, the wisdom or the compassion or the grace that you needed in that season. So Jesus literally just shut it off. And he didn't. And I'm not saying anything negative about that person or where they're at in life. Or It's just to help you to find some compassion for, ah, maybe God ended this relationship 
out of his sovereignty because he knew what I needed. And as painful as it was, you don't know if you stayed in relationship with that person, how much more painful it could have become. Right. And so at some point, we just kind of have to trust the sovereignty of God that it could have been him protecting us from something. And then the final point I wanted to say is sometimes when we're going through stuff, we push them away. Maybe we're crushed. We're struggling. So we become a porcupine and we just push people away. Okay. And if that was you too, you guys, it's very human of us to isolate and to pull in and to become a porcupine and push people away. But I believe God is moving and you wouldn't be listening to this right now if he didn't want to bring you back into community. If He didn't want to help you find your people to walk arm in arm with in this world. Okay. First Thessalonians says we share our very lives with one another. Like this is true, authentic community. The gospel of Jesus brings us into community, brings us back to a tribe of people, brings us back to our friends. But like I said already, if we've been hurt, especially within the church or within church community or by a Christian, sometimes it really stirs up stuff within us. And so, and it's because it wasn't supposed to be, right? Like, I just feel like Jesus weeps over these broken relationships or especially church hurt. Like, let me just acknowledge, holy moly, if you have a church hurt, it's really hard to heal from, okay? But you can be healed from it. I have church hurt, but oh my gosh, I've seen God do so much through new community that has healed those places within me. And let me just tell you and acknowledge, for a long time, I wanted to run away from the church and from the body of Christ. But the reality is I just, I was in the wrong sect. Like I needed to be with my piece of the pie in the body of Christ. Some pieces of the pie just don't suit me. They don't fit me. They don't, it's just, it's not a fit for my soul, right? And so that's where, okay, how do we find our people? How do we find our community? How do we find our tribe? This is what this module is all about, about being intentional and about the spiritual intention of God wanting to heal us through community and how we can be the healing bomb of Christ through community as well, okay? So I want to talk about three different types of community, three different types of friendship. At first, I labeled them like in a, of importance, but I really don't think they're labeled in any order of importance. So I'm just going to say all three and then we're going to dive into them. But there's three different modes of friendship or community that I want to talk about. The first mode I want to talk about is our nearest and dearest friends. Usually it's one to three people. Okay. If you're really blessed, you have a few people that know you inside and out, know how to pray for you, know how to care for you, know when you go silent that there's something wrong, right? Like they just can read the room with you. Like there's, you know, one to three people. If you have one, you're blessed, right? If you don't have that intimate friendship, I want to begin to explore how do we bring in those friendships back into our life, especially if we've been hurt? How do we pull off the band-aid to be vulnerable again so that they can be vulnerable with us? Sometimes we have to take the first step because someone else is not going to take the first step. Like it's, it's kind of a dance. Okay. But I do just want to speak life into the fact that you were created for a relationship. You were created for good friendships. It may not be 10 people, you guys, like, and honestly, 10 would be exhausting. How do you stay intentional with 10 people, right? Like there's a handful of friends that you have that Jesus wants you to walk through life with, carry their burdens. They carry your burdens and, and do the dance and allow Jesus to heal you there. Okay. Then there's another group of friends where you guys are good friends. You may have intimate conversations or you may not, but you carry the same values, the same beliefs, maybe even the same core struggles, right? So like this is where support groups are really important. Just different church groups or Bible study groups, 
even different therapy groups or online groups. I have a group of friends that I love and adore, and it's through a, a retreat organization called the Walk to Emmaus, right? So these are my friends. These are my my people, right? I have Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, AA are, are my people. But with AA, it's interesting. I'll be in a meeting and I will feel so connected to somebody, but I may never even have another conversation with them, right? But I heard their story. They heard some of mine and we connected, right? So there is friendship. And I would say that's beyond an acquaintance, right? Because you're actually sharing some of who you are. And acquaintances are really important to have too. Like I was a part of this writer's community last year and it was for 20 weeks and we spent about two hours a week with one another, 20 authors. And it was amazing. And you guys, I will probably never speak with most of these people ever again, but I'm telling you, if one of them reaches out, I would be there in a second. These people we forged through life for 20 weeks, blood, sweat, and tears, and shared our stories and our life and our desires and our dreams for these books and got advice on our writing. And so it was for a season, but it was super powerful. It was super intense and it was super amazing. And so some relationships, you guys, are for a season. You know, some are for a reason and some are for a lifetime, right? And sometimes it morphs and it changes and you just never know. I just became good friends with a woman. And it's funny, we were having coffee and, and I said to her, I was not looking for another friend. I really love my people, but she came out of the blue in my life and it's been rich and it's been amazing. And I'm so grateful for these friendships. So sometimes they just spot up, right? So some friendships are for a reason. Some friendships are for a season and some friendships are for a lifetime. Okay. Then I want to talk about another angle on friendship or community, right? So the final kind of section of friends or community I wanted to talk about are kind of a more distant friend. Like you may never actually meet them. You may have never actually know them, but you're aligned with them, right? So maybe these are authors. These are books you've read. These are teachers you hear. These are just inspiring people. Frankly, some of these people are your heroes. Like those people are your community as well. You guys, I have this posted up in my office and it says, what would my heroes think? So when Danny's struggling, when I'm struggling with what would others think of me or what would this one person think of me or anything like that, I try to go look at that post-it and say, who cares what they think and what would my hero think of me? And I picture people like Brennan Manning. Brennan Manning is one of my heroes. He's an author. He was an amazing man. He passed away a few years ago, but he wrote several books. He wrote Ragamuffin Gospel, Ruthless Trust, Abba's Child, and, you know, Ragamuffin Gospel was his most sold book by far. But I only read that once. But Abba's Child and Ruthless Trust, I literally, you guys should see it. Both my kids chewed on it when they were babies. My puppies have chewed on it. It's a wreck, but it's one of my most treasured books. And I take it with me when I travel with my Bible. <laughs> like literally, Brennan's a hero of mine. And I'm on a first name basis with Brennan in my head, right? <laughs> He's passed away and I haven't met him. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to meet him. But there's these people that inspire us. These are our community too. And let me tell you, they are just as important almost sometimes as our in-life relationship community too. And that doesn't mean to minimize the in-person relationship or the people that you do life with every week or every day or every month. But these relationships, it's really important to surround yourself with people that you want to, you know, kind of be like, like heroes, right? So scripture says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. This is our community. These are the people that inspire us, that encourage us, that speak life and 
grace and mercy and purpose into our lives, into our very being of who we are. They call out the greatness that God put in us so we can walk it out, so we can walk in joy, so we can walk in peace, no matter what the circumstances. And let me tell you, most of my heroes, they've had a hell of a life. Anne Lamott, she's a recovering alcoholic. I think she's been sober for 30 years now, but she was at death's door. She's one of my heroes. She's one of my authors that I turn to. Carol Kent, another one. She wrote a book called A New Normal. When that book came to me, you guys, I was trying to figure out life and it came at the right time. And I was trying to figure out how to live this new normal, this new paradigm of who I was, right? Well, Carol Kent, she wrote about how her son went to prison and how devastating that was. He's spending his life in prison every Christmas morning. She has to line up with all these other families and go to visit her son to spend Christmas in prison so her and her husband can see her son, right? So these heroes of mine, Frankly, none of them have had an easy peasy pumpkin squeezy life. <laughs> I just made up that poem. There you go. Maybe Miss Baca, my kid's kindergarten teacher, made that up. Sounds very kindergartenish, but you get my gist, okay? None of these people have had this picture perfect life that we all think that others have or, or that we may desire to have, right? So these heroes have forged through really hard things because you guys, I'm forging through really hard things, okay? You are forging through really hard things. And when I hear your stories and get your emails, you inspire me. I mean, trust me, I know you're not following a holy mess podcast because you've had the easy peasy pumpkin squeezy life, right? People that inspire me are not the people that have had pristine lives, no issues, and God bless them. I don't know if they really exist. <laughs> they might exist on Instagram, but you get to their core and you scratch them. They've had some heartache, whether they can be public about it or not. But my point to you is, who is this community? Who are you inspired by? Okay. I have another guy. He's named Donald Miller. He wrote memoirs for many years, but he's a business coach. And, you know, I've never met Don, but he's one of the most inspiring guys that I follow and that I've read all of his books. He's helped me for years. He helped me in my business, but he's a Christian guy and he's just inspiring. And, you know, and so he's one of those people in my circle of people that inspire me or that are heroes of mine, right? And so I just wanted to encourage you as we begin to be intentional with community and to begin to heal these community wounds, allow the Lord to heal these community wounds through intimate relationships, but also through, you know, having the right people speak into our lives through books and through lectures or through YouTube videos or through sermons or whatever it is, whatever inspires you. And so I wanted to leave you guys with one story. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's just too inspiring not to say it again. And it's Ubuntu. In certain regions of South Africa, when someone does something wrong, he is taken to the center of the village and surrounded by their tribe for two days while they speak all the good that that person has done. They believe each person is good, yet sometimes we make mistakes, which is really just a cry for help. They unite in this ritual to encourage the person to reconnect with their true nature. The belief is that unity and affirmation have more power to change behavior than shame and punishment. This is known as Ubuntu, humanity towards others. You guys, Ubuntu is super inspiring and I believe it's very biblical. But how do we press in? How do we speak life into others? And how do we allow others to speak life into us? How do we allow them to call out the great things within us and the the God gifts within us and the compassion and the mercy within us. And so I just want to encourage you as you're being intentional in community, how do you lean in? Like, how do you allow Jesus 
heal these places. The only way I know how to do that is to be intentional. You guys, life is lonely enough. Life is isolating enough. Life is hurtful enough. He wants us to have those relationships that we can draw from. It may not be every day. It may not be every week. It may not be every month, but there are people that he wants you to have deep, meaningful relationships with, right? So there's three different types of community. There's the intimate community relationships that you do life with, you're texting, you're on the phone with, you're emailing, that sort of thing. There's the kind of broader group, more maybe like support groups or church groups or therapy groups or online groups or any sort of community where you share the same values, maybe even share the same core struggles and you share the same beliefs, right? So that's another a powerful, powerful community. And from those groups really is where you can draw and probably get deeper with a few friends or one to two friends to have those more intimate relationships. Again, I just want to wrap this up with if you've had community wounds, I just want to sit with you and just tell you how sorry I am. It's really hard, but I would encourage you to take a leap and to take a step. And there's no perfect human out there. But as you take these chances to be vulnerable and real, God heals places in us. And I'm going to pray to God that you don't get burned again in relationship. But as you grow closer to other humans and as you grow closer to who you were created to be, you also grow closer to Jesus. And he's going to continue to minister to you, continue to bring people into your life and continue to heal those places. And you guys, if you liked this audio, you like this sort of content, I'm telling you, you will love being part of the Feel Better journey community, you guys. We are trying to build rich, real, authentic relationships. If you're done and you're sick and tired of surfacey conversations and you just want to talk about the things that really matter in life, I'm telling you, you will get so much out of the Feel Better journey. The link's in the show notes. Go right now and sign up for the Feel Better journey, the next round that starts. Or you can go right now to www.dannysumner.com forward slash the Feel Better journey and I'll see you inside the program. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth, please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.